In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. This is our 76th episode on the Atlanta Falcons. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons with the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The injuries are starting to mount for the Falcons. Yesterday, we found out that Andy Levitre will be on injured reserve and is out for the season. Wes Schweitzer, the starting right guard last season, will take over for him in the lineup. The Falcons have taken on a lot of injuries here early in the season. After two games, you got three pro bowlers out with two possibly coming back soon, or one soon and one later, and Devontae Freeman and uh, Deion Jones could be back by the 11th uh, week of the season. Keon O'Neal is out for the season. He tweeted out about his surgery going well yesterday. And then you get the news about Levitre. Then also you have some injuries to watch this week. Derek Shelby didn't look good with a groin injury when he went down. Tack McKinley also suffered a groin injury in the game. And those are the known injuries. We'll see if they're more, which there usually are, on Wednesday when the mandated injury report comes out later this afternoon. But I think the Falcons are in a good space here with the Schweitzer uh, taking over. For Andy Levitre, Schweitzer got to play 18 games last year. He didn't do a uh, very good job. He got beat out by Brandon Fusco and uh, was rated as the 54th guard in the league, which is, you know, not very high. Uh, you know, when you got two on each team, it's 60, you know, 62 times 32, 64 guards, and he's 54, so he was near the bottom of the barrel. But it was his first year starting at a new position. He's a big, strong kid, learned the tricks of the trade, uh, certainly has room for improvement at age 24. And I think he, uh, Coach Quinn certainly thinks he's uh, come a long way, and so did uh, Coach Chris Morgan. We talked to him. Uh, you know, they, they believe Wes Schweitzer is going to be just fine. So, you know, coming out for that 31 to 24 victory, just a few thoughts here. Uh, you know, great job. Watched it again uh, on the game pass yesterday. You know, we got access to the coaches film and the broadcast film there. Just uh, some things that uh, jumped out. Schweitzer did okay. Austin Hooper was, uh, he he did a really good job, made some tough catches, had a bobble early, but uh, made some good catches and made some plays. 
Calvin Ridley uh, did a good job. Uh, you know, I'm watching him and Taylor Gabriel, the, the former Falcon who's up in Chicago. Right now he's off to a little faster start uh, catch-wise, but not yard-wise. Ridley has four catches for 64 yards and a touchdown, averaging 16 yards a catch. And Gabriel has nine catches for 55 yards and zero touchdowns. He's at 6.1 yards a catch. He's the second Highest receiver in Chicago for the Bears, whereas Ridley is fifth here at the Falcons, who, you know, have more weapons than the Bears. And Hooper's off to a great start. Eight catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, yeah, the tight end's supposed to come up big in the red zone, so it's good to see him do that against the Carolina Panthers. Also, as the injuries are starting to mount, uh, there's a uh, metric on football outsiders that uh shows the Falcons are, you know, been very fortunate in the injury category here the last three years under Coach Dan Quinn and this year they uh they're they're not as fortunate but the you know law of averages are catching up to that. And uh, you know, moving forward, what we're gonna see here is hey how deep is this roster? Uh, you know, these guys that are filling in, you know, a lot of people said, hey, this is one of the most talented rosters in the league. So that's going to be tested. And it's certainly going to be tested here as we move on in the season. But one of the stars against the Panthers was tailback. Tailback Tevin Coleman, who rushed for over 100 uh, yards, uh, second time in his career. Let's hear from Tevin today as he talks about himself and Edo Smith in the game. And uh, coaches say, you know, that it might be some uh, one and zero runs, but, uh, you know, eventually thought it would pop. Did y'all do a good job of sticking with the run game? Oh, yeah, definitely. Did a good job with, with sticking with the run game. You know what I'm saying? It's a tough defense. Real tough defense, you know what I'm saying? So you just got to keep on running the ball, keep on pounding it. Tevin, how, did, how do you think uh, Edo Smith did yesterday filling in for you when you had to come out and he came in? Oh, yeah, he did, he did an amazing job. You know what I'm saying? He did what he was supposed to do. He, he, he ran through blocks, you know what I'm saying? He, he ran hard. He, he made the plays he was supposed to, so he did a real good job. Did you say anything to him after he spun away from Keekly uh, when he got down near the uh, near the, the end zone there? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know Keekly, he's an amazing player, good tackler. You know, a good pursuit guy, so um, just, um, being, being able to make him miss was, was very impressive. What would be some of the, uh, you know, what, how about your line up front? How would those guys do for you? Oh, yeah, they did amazing. You know what I'm saying? Those guys, they, they always work hard. They always do what they need to do to, to get the holes open. So they did that. And uh, it looked like Ryan and Fusco uh, had a couple. Looked like he was getting a lot of, lot of love on the right side of the line. Oh, yeah, definitely. Again, those guys uh, are working hard. Tevin, um, Matt Ryan said that you got everything they asked for and more yesterday. Um, do you feel like this is a performance that you think you're going to build off of? 
Oh yeah, definitely. You got to build each and every weekend and, and come prepared and come ready to ready to fight each day. It's gonna gonna be hard. So if we do that, if we play off each other, we play together, it'll be alright. There's Tevin Coleman, who did a good job filling in, taking over the load at running back with Devontae Freeman back. 107 yards, uh, 19 carries, good job. Edo Smith also ran nine times for 46 yards. Now let's look ahead to the next opponent, the New Orleans Saints come to town on Sunday at 1 p.m. at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The Saints are off to their best start in five years, which isn't saying much because they started 0-2 in all those old years. But they're uh, in a little bit of a state of turmoil down there. After losing the opener 48-40 to to Tampa and then needed a, a rally to beat the Cleveland Browns 21-18, to uh, they were down nine points in the fourth quarter. But thanks to the Browns kicker, they were able to come back and win that game 21 to 18. Coach Sean Payton has called out his tight ends down there, said they need better play from the tight ends. Coordinator our guy Josh Katzenstein at the New Orleans Time Picayune down there in New Orleans. Uh, another thing with regards to the Saints, uh, you know, they do have weapons and their weapons have been doing a great job for them. Alvin Kamara, he's uh, uh, off to a great start, uh, and so is uh, Mike Thomas. And uh, Mike is really, really doing it here. Uh, uh, Kamara in the first game had 13 rushes for 46 yards against the Browns, or against the Browns in the second game. Six uh, for six receptions, 53 yards uh, receiving against the Browns, and then uh, in the first game he had eight rushes for 29 and two touchdowns, and caught nine balls for 112 and one uh, against the uh, Bucks in that game. And Mike Thomas is doing it; he's way out there. He's on pace for um, you know to break the uh, reception record of. Uh, he's on pace for 224, I think Josh had, and. Uh, you know, of course, the record's 143 with Mar- Marvin Harrison. You know, Julio threatened that one year, uh, was on pace for it at one time, and uh, didn't get it. But Mike Thomas, is he's got 12 uh, catches for 89 and two touchdowns against the Browns on 13 targets, and then 17 uh, targets, 16 catches for 180 yards. He had one of the monster Julio games and one touchdown against the Bucks. Didn't come up uh, with the victory, but yeah, those are the key weapons for the Saints. Uh, and the Falcons, you know, definitely miss Deion Jones in this one. And they're going to, uh, you know, True Fine or Offert, whoever they put on Thomas. Uh, Ricardo Allen's going to probably have to help out over the top. Uh, you know, or KZ over the top if they got Ricardo in the box. Then Ricardo's going to have, and uh, Duke Riley are going to have to uh, do a good job on Kamara, especially out of the backfield as the Saints, uh, you know, like to spread you out and then uh, get their guys in space against the speed. Now we know old veteran Ted Ginn got deep last game against the Falcons. Uh, ran uh, ran past, uh, he's run past a lot of people, but it looked like True Font was in 
coverage last year in that game. Uh, defensively, you know, they're they're not doing a good job there. But they do have Cam Jordan at defensive end and Marshawn Lattimore. And, they, you know, they traded up for the uh, rookie Marcus Davenport. We haven't seen much on him early in the season. But, uh, you know, I know they're trying to bring him along. And finally, let's wrap up here with this series record. This will be the 98th meeting between the Falcons and the Saints. The uh, Falcons lead the series uh, uh, 50. I didn't put the lead. I didn't. I didn't put it over here. It looks like it's 54. Let me go back and get that for you real quick. But the Falcons are up. You know they split the games last year down in New Orleans. Yeah, the Falcons are up 51 to 46 in this series uh, with the split last season. Both of those games were late last year. Falcons uh, won 20-17 on December the 7th. That was a game Deion Jones made the great interception. And then they lost down there 23-13 on Christmas Eve. And, uh, you know, December 24th. Yeah, we drove uh, back home from uh, that game. Myself and Jeff Schultz, formerly of the AJC, and Curtis Compton to get back for the families. But with that, we're going to wrap up here with the 76th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Thank you all for listening and downloading. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.